Another thing that Gordon Bombay would definitely have been fired over in modern times, I don't think you can just tie a goalie to a goalpost and have guys <laughs> shoot at him. I think you're getting fired at this point. I think it's over. Your coaching career is over. I would love to see over. that now, though. I would love to see it. <laughs> yeah. That's so, fantastic. That was my review of the Mighty Ducks. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 12th edition of According to Alan. It is, uh, let's see the date here. It is November 26th. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Um, I know uh, we went a little crazy as a uh, household on Friday. Uh, I know uh, Amber went out uh, for Black Friday, and she uh, bought us a snowblower. She bought some more lights for the house. Um, She bought some clothes. Uh, So that was pretty cool for her. Um, I had to put that snowblower together, and that is uh, always a treat, uh, especially as a guy who is not a mechanic. So um, I think the quote of, of the day of that, Amber came back and she said, you know what, I bought a snowblower. And I'm like, well, is it come assembled? And she's like, no. And uh, the first thing in my mind was like, well, how the hell am I supposed to put that together? And she's like, well, the guy there said it was only going to take 10 minutes. And, of course, 10 minutes means an hour. So, uh, but uh, kept all my digits fixed, uh, got, it, got it going. So that was pretty cool. Um, and so uh, we did also announce that uh, uh, Amber and I are expecting our first kid today or this this year. Um, we're expecting it May 20th. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, it seems like uh, we, we told all the families on Thursday and then um, we uh, Amber released a uh, Facebook message on Saturday. Uh, so that that's happening. Uh, we do not know the gender of that yet. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm kind of impartial. I don't really care one way or the other. I had a... Uh, I think when I was younger, I really wanted a boy, and now it's uh, now that I've had a girl dog. Uh, if all things that that's kind of made me rethink that, and there's a there's a blessing on both sides of that. So I'm sure at one point I will be with the uh, gender I'm supposed to be with um, as as a, as, a, as a father. So yeah, so there's it's been a pretty crazy couple days with that stuff, and um, it's not that the local 219 stuff's been put on hold, but it's just, uh, with the holidays and everything, um, kind of shuts things down, but we do have a lot of meetings scheduled for this week coming up. Uh, another busy week for us, uh, when going through the, um, the, uh, the social media accounts, our Instagram is around 800 followers, which is awesome. Hit that on Sunday. Uh, much, uh, I, I can't, I can't, uh, tell you everybody out there how much that we appreciate that. Um, we're around 430 Facebook followers, around 440 Twitter followers. It's growing by the day. It's awesome. So we, again, great. Uh, we can't uh, tell you how much we appreciate it. Um, the a uh, lot of feedback on the Dave Pishker interview on Wednesday. Uh, we've got uh, as of going live now, we're around 500 views on that video. Um, so got a lot of response back from a lot of guys I used to coach. Um, a couple people maybe wanted me to talk about the, uh, 2008, uh, high school coach of the year that I was named, uh, by the post tribune. So I'll probably go into that a little bit. Oh, and, uh, before I continue, uh, I'm here with Josh. <laughs> Josh, you want to say hello to everybody? Hello, <laughs> so you're everybody. not just staring at me. Um, so yeah, so, uh, the 2008 thing is pretty interesting. And, um, so at the end of the year, we set about six different state, uh, pitching records. Uh, I think it was like innings consecutive uh i think it was like something in the high 50s i don't i don't know exact numbers um we had the lowest team era in the metal bat era 
um, in the state of Indiana. Uh, we, I think we had like most complete, most shutouts, most complete games. There's like a m- bunch of them. Um, and in doing so, I believe Mark Lazarus of the Post Tribune went to Coach Pishker, asked him um, what uh, like it was going to name him Coach of the Year. Coach Pishker said, you know what? I probably shouldn't uh, take that award. You should give it to my pitching coach. And uh, that's what happened. Um, I was uh, when I found out about it uh, when Mark from the Post Tribune called me. I was at a Hammond Chiefs game, watching the old guys, uh, Nick Halatic, um, Tony Houlihan, uh, all those guys out there, uh, Nort, Deneen, um, Polk, all those guys playing. And that's when I got the phone call, and I was about as surprised as anybody. Um, I, again, it's one of those things that uh, was was really. Um, I was really honored by that, and it was uh, something that's really cool. I think I was the first assistant of all time. I didn't, I didn't bring that up on Wednesday because I just felt like being a, I would be a jerk by, um, I was gonna say dick, but I'm trying to keep back on the uh, cussing. Um, wow, you did great, Alan. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Um, I'm really trying. Um, so yeah, I. So that was one of those things that I just kind of I lost my train of thought with that. Now it's so funny. Um, <laughs> So, I don't think it counts if you just say it and then say I'm sorry <laughs> that I said that. Yeah. yeah well, I'm, whatever. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll keep, I'm trying. Um, All right. Go back in. You're talking coach of the year. You didn't want to step on him. Yeah. So go I on. didn't want to bring that up and then like talk to it about that. If he would have brought it up, that would have been cool. Um, it's it, it's actually been one of those things that's been kind of a blessing and a curse for me because when I first won it, um, I was trying to kind of keep uh, with the sanity that I had a, uh, about it, but, um, with such an honor comes a little bit. And this is the first time I've really been honored with something like that. Um, that felt that way where, um, all my uh, contemporaries would know, uh, who I was at that point and, uh, cause a little bit of a stir. Um, and, uh, it, it definitely kind of changed my perspective on a lot of things. Um, I think that when you're in it and you're, and, uh, you, you're, you, the expectations of it's are pretty cool, but, um, the same token is it's, it's just a piece of paper, really. And actually, I didn't even get a piece of paper. It's, it was printed on a piece of paper. And uh, no one outside of the baseball world really cares or, um, or like, thinks it's awesome. So it's one of those things that I've kind of swept under the rug and haven't really talked about. And I know that at the time when I did win it, there was a pretty big backlash, I believe, on region sports on one of those chat lobbies about why I got it and all that stuff. So it was one of the first times I... Um, I, I, I actually felt what it was like to be part of the, uh, Andrean superpower and become the enemy, you know, where it's yeah. just, you're the ire of all that, that hatred. Um, and so that was one of those things. And so that's kind of maybe, maybe a little gun shy of talking about it. And the other thing too, is just like, I just feel like kind of a jerk and vain by bringing it up all the time. So, um, it, it's one of those things I'm very proud of and I'm really, I'm really glad it happened. And, uh, it really showed a moment in that time period. And again, it's one of those things that's always going to tie me to the, that high school in particular, which I really care about. And I love that program and I love Dave and I'm so glad he came on uh, to do that. And uh, I even know that like that backlash was just bad enough where the writer who gave me that honor had to defend himself publicly. Sure. So it was, it was an interesting kind of turn of events, but it was awesome. And I, again, you know, I don't know what, I don't know, I don't know what awards are or like people name you that. I know the times is something that's like 20 under 40 or whatever. Um, in the corporate circles, that seems to be a big deal. And it's just like, it's not that I don't care, but after going through that whole thing and getting something like that, it's just not an important thing. I've never asked you this, but I feel like since we're on the topic, have you ever thought about coaching again? That's a good question. Um, it's probably the one I get asked the most. Yeah, uh, from which is people. Well, which is weird that I like. I've never asked you that. No, 
Yeah. Uh, short answer, no. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, I think being in it, uh, we touched on it Wednesday that um, I, it was one of those things that you don't realize how much of a time suck it is. I'm sure it's demanding. Sure. It, it's so demanding. And I was going at it as a career. So most people who are doing it are doing it from like a, they're, they're coaching one team yeah. or they're doing it because their kids are playing. I mean, I was giving pitching lessons. you want to move up. You want to start here and then go to college ball and then move up to maybe, maybe for a minors team and then... Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what? So to kind of give you the 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 scope of that, right? Mm-hmm. So when I got out of college, I got um, one of my old baseball coaches asked me if I wanted. This is how it starts. Yeah. He asked me around. I want to say oh four. He was like, "Hey, would you want to maybe help me out on the freshman JV team okay. at Hanover Central?" Okay. And I was working at the time and said, "You know what? Maybe I will." And then showed up and then never left. So that was one of those things. So then as that season kind of kept on, the next year I was named the JV the JV like the JV head coaching position and uh had a good year. I think we were like 9 and 1 or 10 and 1 or something. Cool. Had a great year. Um and then some type of circumstances happened on the on the varsity side. So by the next year I was named the varsity baseball coach at Hanover Central. So within within 2 years really I was the varsity coach. Got fired from there. Um, they'll tell me. I mean, publicly, I resigned, but mm-hmm. but essentially, uh, I just got enough people against me on the team in the year that I had them. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's been something. And the school board had a little bit of an issue, and that's something that's haunted that program since. I sure. Mean, I feel like every head coach gets fired from there. Sure. Eventually, um, that school board there, and I know that there's some of the people that are on that school board listen to this, but um, they there's have, just some backlash there. They just they just don't. See eye to eye, or well, I think they give too much credit to the feedback of the parents. Mm. You know, mm. and and every kid's got to play. Well, that well, no, they don't. And I think the best programs don't do that. Right, but but the parents are are that way is is what I feel like. Yeah, when you, I, you're probably getting a lot of how come how come my kid's not playing. Yeah, well, <laughs> so what happened was is I took over about three games into the season, right? Because yeah. the old varsity coach stepped down. So yeah. he stepped down. He didn't want to do it anymore, and I was the first in line. So I got that position. When I got that position, it was already a pretty senior-laden team. Okay. Um, and while I appreciated a lot of those players on the squad, I saw that we had younger guys who were more than capable to taking that that program further as time went on, especially in, like, the – because I think there was a freshman, uh, Jordan Rizzo, on that team – who was just a monster, but then there was a senior that he kind of took the position of that angered that those those couple parents, mm-hmm. um, and rightfully so, I'm sure that their senior year they're not playing. I mean, but if the kid was hitting like 150 at the time, it was just something I couldn't get over. Yeah, something a real coach would never have to deal with, you know. Um, and then uh, and then at that point, um, there's a lot of argument about playing time, and so I had a I had a meeting with the athletic director Dave Siles at the time, which is a great guy when I won Coach of the Year. Um, of course, after he fired me, but at, once I won coach of the year, he sent me like an awesome letter that was like, Hey, I just want to let you know, I always believe in you. Thank you so much for all that cool. all the time. So it was a really cool, cool man. touching thing. He didn't have to do, you know? Um, so I'm always, I'm always appreciative of that. I'll, I'll always, uh, cherish it. Um, sure. but, uh, so that happened. And then they uh, told me I needed to start playing everybody two innings and bat them once, which was like very little league. Uh, that was just like, to me, like the nail in the coffin, um, and then that happened, and then there was starting to be some rumors of just hyperbole that were getting around. I think at one point someone said that I brought in someone to pitch batting practice to drill a kid. So like those stories were getting merit somehow. Um, I don't I don't know. Yeah. I know that kid that's there right now, Ryan Bridges, has like a huge resume from as a baseball player. Um, he went to Griffith, killed it. Uh, went to Purdue, killed it. 
Um, I got to know his sister, Brittany, a little bit from PNC. She was a player on the softball team. Cool. Um, he seems like a really good kid. Hopefully he has better luck. It seems like there seems to be a succession where everyone has an expiration date the second they take that position. Mm. It's just, it's unfortunate. Um, yeah. But... So that's kind of how it started. And then when I got fired there, right, or resigned, whichever one you want to pick, um, I think we were like 15 and 8 when I when I left there. So it wasn't like a horrible year. It was just that I just didn't get the parents. So, so. The, yeah. yeah, I had a parent's problem. And then uh, I took a year off, and then I was given private lessons. That's when Diamond Kings just opened up, and I met Eric Blakely. Okay. And then from there, um, Eric's a very ambitious guy, anybody who knows him. So... Um, we started doing fall baseball leagues. He created those. Those are still going today. I think at that time it was one league in Crown Point. Now it's like 25 in four different states. So that blew up. Um, and then uh, he did a lot. He started doing a lot of showcases where we brought in the top 100 players of each state. Started off in Indiana, and then we'd bring in all these college coaches. That's turned into six different states. I think the last time I checked, maybe four or five, somewhere in there. Crazy. I haven't been like, yeah. So Eric's like, Eric's one of those guys who's like super ambitious. He doesn't sleep. And like, he will make sure that every details, like every I is dotted, every T is crossed. Real go-getter. And he was an IU grad, uh, Big Ten all shortstop. Uh, he owned Diamond Kings, and he sold it since. But um, So yeah, that's kind of how that started. And then through my... Um, through through uh, my conversations or my affiliation with Diamond Kings, Dave Pishker came in and he asked me if I wanted to do the pitching coach job because someone just backed out last second. Mm. And so I had about a month and a half with those kids. Um, so I uh, took that job. I thought that was awesome. Uh, loved every second of it. We went on the roll in 08. That's when I, my first year there. Uh, we lost in the regional or the semi-state. Then we went to Saturday. Uh, or the next year, 2009, we won that state championship. And then at that point, um, my was I became really good friends with John Weber, who was the head coach at Purdue University North Central. Cool. He hired me there, so I had a so I got hired at the college ring for pitching coach job. Um, went through a year there, and then uh, I got I went so then this is when it started getting a little crazy for me, and this is kind of why I started to back out of it. Mm. Um, I went and did a uh, coached a summer league team called Top Tier, which was in Illinois. And they're like one of the they're, they're a juggernaut. Like okay. they're just one of those teams that every team that's seven, every kid that's on the team that's seventeen is going to play D one baseball. So yeah. I got lucky, fell into that right, and then through that opportunity, I got offered the baseball ops job at Creighton University. So the the we're starting to climb right, mm. which is really fun, um, and the hard work's paying off and all that stuff. And this is right when I met my wife Amber too. So this is starting to be kind of like a. It's starting to be a vicious cycle where it's kind of becoming a single person's game, and now the travel is starting to become a real thing. Yeah, uh, Creighton University's in Omaha, you know. Um, so did a round of interviews, uh, got the job, got the offer, and then, um, but the offer was three thousand dollars for the year. So that was like enough for me to say, you know what, this is maybe not the field I wanted to go in. And at that mm. point, I fell back in love with the English program at PNC, so I started to kind of detach mm. a little bit. Um, and uh, kind of never recovered from it, really, from a baseball perspective. And so once I started to kind of detach and knew I was like 10 years away from making real any real money at it, um, it just was enough for me. It was kind of the nail in the coffin. And I started this travel baseball program called Apex, mm-hmm. um, which is still – I think it's still around, actually. Um, I, uh, I started with a guy named Marcus Escobedo um, and then moved on from there. And then at one point, we had, a, we had a ton of talent on those teams. I mean, that was – my first two years there, we had a – I mean, we probably had – 20 guys who played college baseball. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, that's like, wild. We had uh, one kid who's pitching for the Cleveland Indians now, like uh, in, in the minor league system on, on one of my teams. Good for him. Great players, um, great talent. Uh, and it was able, it was kind of fun because from Andre and we were always kind of worried about that program, but this was able to kind of recruit everybody. So that was cool. Um, 
and then, yeah, so that was kind of where I started to detach. I went back to uh, Andrean for like a little bit of time for like a half season here and a half season there, never really stuck it out. And then at that point it was just kind of, I got out of the apex thing, um, got out of the Andrean stuff and then it was kind of game over. Um, sure. That's kind of, that's kind of the story, but, but, but that makes sense though. It makes, I mean, that was the long answer to no. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gave you no. Yeah. And then I gave you that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but totally, I mean, I think, I think the biggest part of not doing it would be the whole traveling thing. That's gotta be a toll. Yeah, it's a brutal. I mean, you, you, we kind of experienced it this year when it comes to the football stuff, right? It's yeah. like, but that last wasn't year in so particular. bad because you're at most four hours away. Now you start going to different states, yeah. you get into college ball, and you got to travel to California for a game. That's uh, yeah, that's rough. Well, it, you know, I don't, I don't have any regrets in that that front. That front. Um, you know, I think every coach goes through a goes through like different phases of doing it. The first phase is that you still have your playing days in your in your head, so. Mm. You want to be out there all the time with the players and yeah, doing and you, what and they you do. You love it. It's a yeah. Well, I, I love baseball. It's right, my favorite. Right. It's like a passion of mine. But um, and then like at that one point, you start to become a real coach, and then you you lose your playing days, and then um, but like like we mentioned it on Pitchker's interview, the thing that people don't realize when you're coaching is that you don't turn it off. Yeah, it's a twenty four hour a day gig, and it pays nothing. Yeah, so it becomes a serious suck of time and. I mean, I guess I'll never say never. Yeah, I was, I was literally about to say I'll that. I'll never say never because now, especially with having a kid on the way, and um, I'm sure watching, a, watching maybe, somebody. Maybe you got a, a little league yeah. team in, in your future here. I, I'm really, I really hope not. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would like to just be like a. You just want to go to the game, enjoy I, it. Yeah, I would just like to be a spectator, honestly. I, it, the idea of putting together a practice plan, which, again, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining because I love it. I do, but I just, I know... I don't have a way to turn this off. I don't. I don't have a way to go like not all in on stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's you know? true. That's true. It's like I'm either going I mean, all in or not at all. It that's is part of your personality. It is, and so this is what I choose to go all in on, and that's what I'm kind of doing, and we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, so that so like I don't know if I want to do that, especially as like a passive coach. Like I just don't. I don't know. Maybe it might make me better. Who knows? Um, but we'll see. Yeah. 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 Well, time will tell. Yeah, but great question, Josh. Yeah. Just something that was on my mind. <laughs> yep. um, yeah, so we got a lot of feedback on that, and uh, that was awesome. So Dave, I and, and he hasn't even shared it yet, so um, I'm sure once he gets his hands on it and uh, the people that take care of the Andrean baseball page and the Andrean alumni page and all that stuff, once they start to get their hands on that video, it's going to kind of blow up a little bit. Um, we did knock down a few more guests that are coming in studio. Uh, Dean Delisle, uh, he is uh, an incredible social media guy, and he'll be coming in in about, I think, a week and a half. Um, so not this Wednesday, but next, to come in and do a, a big conversation about social media. And So if you're a small business owner, you're definitely going to want to check that out, or or if you're just interested in the topic at all, please do. Um, he's got He's got a whole system set up around it. Um, I know we got Maloney set up for the 13th, and I think I have – I'm trying to get Green is Good by Kate um, owner, uh, Caitlin, rather, in here on Wednesday. So it's busy, busy schedule, and I've got – that leaves me uh, open for one more podcast by the end of the year. And I'm hoping – so if those Provecho guys are listening, um, I'm probably going to be reaching out to you soon to make that happen. So um, that's all that's pretty much going on in that world. I've got a pretty fun meeting I'm looking forward to this week. Hmm. Well, I've got two, uh, I got a lot of them, but yeah. the one that I really, really enjoy is um, I have a mentor by the name of Regina Biddings Moreau that is a vice chancellor at Purdue. Yep, yeah, yep. And so I'm meeting, I'm having breakfast with her on Thursday, and I'm pretty excited about that. She's just uh, one of those people that are just crazy infectious. 
um, energy wise. And, uh, you know, what? there is one more person if you're familiar with, I think, uh, Gerard McLennan will be on our show eventually too. I'm excited for that, which one. is cool. I love He's, that dude. Man, a ton of energy. And I know I'll give him, I'll give him an unnecessary plug, but, um, forgivingkane.com is a movie he's putting together. Both his parents were, were killed in Hammond and it's a horrible story. Um, and he's, he's, he's writing, uh, he's using it as a platform to potentially get the conversation started about, um, and the, the guy's brilliant. So I'm sure it's going to be great. Yeah. Well, you know, the one thing I've been very blessed with is the art of conversation, and he's one of those guys that we can, we, him and I can literally talk for five hours. That's going to be a long one. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be a long Probably, one. Probably, man, because he's just, like, if you're if you're familiar with him, he's making the circuit right now. I mean, he's on WGN, he's on he's on uh, Fox 32, uh, he's taking pictures with everybody, so uh, ABC7, um, look at his, look at what he's got going on, he's he's killing it, man, he's awesome. So, um, that's about all that's going on there, though. Um yeah. Trying to think, is there anything else to mention? Uh, so every week I come in here and I, I keep looking at this uh, three putt championship trophy, <laughs> I, and I, yeah. I kind of want to know, just know more about it. Like, what is what, what's the deal? You got you got a thing going with your buddies or? Yeah, so Dan Shipman. I'll, sn- I'll snap a picture of it and throw it up on social media so everybody else can see it. But it's, it's pretty cool. It's a legit trophy. Yeah, It yeah. looks like it's got some weight to it. Yeah, so Dan Shipman, um, who's a good friend of mine since high school, uh, he lives in Indy now. Um and uh, he, he decided he wanted to put together a golf tournament of about 12 people. And it's Ryder Cup rules. Um, okay. And that means it goes to, so we split that up on six on six or seven on seven, depending on what it is. This last year was the first annual. That was the three-putt championship first annual t- golf tournament. We went down to French Lick, played about, uh, man, I think we played a ton of holes. I think we played 27 on the first day and then 40. 36 on the second day. Man, it's a lot of golf. A lot of golf. And uh, enjoyed the hell out of it. Well, I was a captain on one of those teams, and my team won. Mm. Uh, so rub that in to everybody who wasn't on my mm. team. And then uh, so I got the trophy. But unfortunately, this trophy is only going to be here as long as I'm a captain and my team wins. So I don't know if I'll be a captain, and I don't know. So already I'm out. How's the, how, is it just drawn out of a hat for captains, or how does that, uh, how's that decided? No, so you got to pick everybody. So the two captains have to pick each player. Right, but how are you decided if you're a captain or not? You just now, you pretty much, I mean, the way that this is kind of It's just like up, nominated? Well, we're doing it all in a group text, and I, it's one of those, you know how group texts are. No one yeah. wants to say, I'll do it, you know? Right, 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 So right. it was one of those things that the two probably most uh, obnoxious people said they would do it, and I was one of those people. Well, I could totally see that. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind it. I enjoy oh, you doing being that. obnoxious. Never, <laughs> never. Yeah, yeah, and selfish. I don't have any of that in no, me either. No, no, no. Real humble guy. Let me tell you. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Something I got to work with. I got to start seeing a therapist and work on that a little bit. I, I wish I was more. I wish I, I was start more. taking some notes. And how does that make you feel? <laughs> laying on the couch. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, I, I think that's how this started initially. Was just this is going to work as my therapy. <laughs> And it's been the exact opposite effect. Now I'm worried right. about like how fat I look on TV <laughs> and how stupid I sound on my, on the mic. It's been that's, the exact opposite that's you, effect. That's what you said. Like, you're like man, I just gotta stop eating. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so hard. It's so that's hard. Awesome. I love food and beer. It's really and tough. I'm sure the, the this time of the year does not make it any easier. No, no. <laughs> like you saw it Thursday. Oh It's yeah. like man, it's just the best food ever, and it's just been like. Like the Thanksgiving was like 9 a.m. Pinesgiving, mm. right? Or it was at 10 a.m. Uh, I got there, uh, yeah, 10 a.m. 10, so 10 a.m. still. Pitchers of beer getting passed around. You're starting at the bar. Then it starts with Burger King because yep. that's just what it is. Yep, yep. And then uh, we, from there it goes into the actual Thanksgiving, which is a zombie dust and then uh, a, a meal, a full meal. 
And then we go into with Uncle Neil to the Scotch and uh, cigar, which everything was great, by the way. That uh, Thanksgiving Day was awesome. Yeah, it was a blast. So good. And it's always great to see people. I got caught in a moment there, man. I didn't. Uh, I almost told myself that there's no more Pines giving for me. <laughs> Something tells me I'll see you again next year. Something when we were going me. around that table and telling what we were thankful for, I almost lost it for a second there. Oh, and, uh, yeah. And it was like, son of a bitch. I wanted to give you the, the, the heads up and like the credit. But, dude, there was like a moment there where I was like, I'm going to cry. I can't do this. Yeah. You're, um, you're not very good with the emotional stuff either. I'm not, man. I suck at it. I wish I was better at it. I'm just not good at telling people how I feel. I appreciated it, though. Thanks, I got man. it. I got the love. <laughs> I got the love there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, my, my kids, I'm sure, will love the idea that I, I have a hard time sharing my uh, my emotions. <laughs> so that'll be good. I can't wait to pay for their therapy. I threw some love on Facebook, too. About, I don't know, if you, a couple of days after Thanksgiving. What did it say? I was like, oh, I really appreciated it of uh, just the opportunity to work with Local 219. I don't know if you saw it or not. but I think I did see it. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. cool. I see all when it comes to social media. <laughs> I'm the all-seeing eye <laughs> of Facebook. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Amazing. Well, yeah, I had a good time. Good good Thanksgiving. And then you went to another one after. Yeah, I went to my side of the family, and uh, that was cool. Um, you got to hang out with your brother again. Yeah, yeah, and so that was fun, and then uh, we uh, we... We, uh, my uncle Mike hosted it, so that was fun, and he, it's always great seeing everybody. It really is, and uh, a lot of people were asking about. You know, I think the number one question is so funny is, um, I think a lot of people are excited about this, but the first question they ask is like, "Hey, so uh, this is awesome. What, so it sounds like you're doing a lot of cool stuff. How are you making money at it?" <laughs> it seems to be we like get that every time. Every, every time. time. Um, don't worry about us, guys. Yeah. Um, we're still figuring it out too. We are, yeah. I know that. Th- so to give you an idea of like what we're doing is like we do the video production stuff, um, and that's what my background is in, and uh, some of the stuff that's kind of reached out for us. So like we are always available. I've worked with about six uh, v- uh, video producers that are all freelance, and uh, my job is to kind of drum up business for them. Um, and so one of those things that we do is like I've got uh, a couple other people that work with me, uh, Martin Olexi and Kelly Papp. Um, they work with me to do a, a couple other things, and that's only starting to ramp up even more. Um, and uh, we do stuff, uh, to, our idea is to kind of become this lightning rod of this ability to kind of use a s- stable of video producers on all ends of the spectrum and personality that we can kind of um, get work for. Um, and so they produce content for Local 219. We give them, eventually, we're, we're giving them contracts um, of video production, and so that's kind of how it works. Um, this is just a medium for us to get out there and meet as many people as we possibly can. And it's awesome. I mean, like I said, man, the the feedback and appreciation and like all the support has been phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah. it's been cool. And, and so that's kind of what the idea is. So just for those people who may have that question later, that's, sure. what, that's what we're doing. And we definitely appreciate all you guys, just the people that are listening to this, the people that are liking us on Facebook. Yeah. It's Instagram. a weekend of thanks. Yeah. It's it's a you guys are awesome. Thanks. You guys yeah. are awesome for sure. I mean, so. you guys make it all possible. Oh, yeah. Without without you guys, we got nothing, so. Yep, that's true. All right, so I guess my last uh, topic I'll bring up, uh, fire a curveball at you. We might have a surprise guest this week, too. Uh-oh. Uh, I think Sizzle from uh, Wisconsin's coming in town. No way. What day? Uh, so he told me he wants to meet up uh, a little right after... Thanksgiving, so we're we're cutting the next couple days. He's he's thinking he's coming he's coming down here. Oh, so, so weekdays. 
Yeah, cool. Sometime man. during the week, but I'm, I'm gonna bring. I, I figured I'd bring him in and we'd record a little. Oh little yeah, something, yeah. Something, Well, you if know? you guys don't know Tom, Tom is a camera app from uh, our football uh, days. He's fr- he lives in Milwaukee, but he's from uh, the Maryland area. Um, he's just a treat to to have around and uh, conversate with. So huge Packer fan, so I'm sure that'll be a lot of it, just busting each other's uh, bees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know you're trying not to swear and. Oh, yeah. and uh, <laughs> this one with sizzle is not going to be easy. On you. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, it's not. Well, you know, I'm, I think the last time, one of the last times I saw him was like the great Brady debate, and oh, uh, I you got him. heated. I did, and you I got didn't heated even mean on that one. To. Yeah, I just think he's so good. I think Brady's the, the greatest quarterback of all time. Anybody challenges that, I want to defend him for some reason. Like you know, he doesn't even know I exist. You know who else would be cool to see again is Josh. Josh, uh, who was one of the uh, utilities last year, not this last year. Oh two yeah, years yeah, ago. he listens a lot. Yeah, I mean, we, a lot. we should definitely reach out to him. He's Joshua cool Omanazu, as you're talking about. Yeah, I would love to dude, have him in that here. That dude's awesome. That dude's awesome. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a good dude. Uh, I told him that on a Sunday, come on in, drop by, and... Uh, dude, let's do it. Yeah, have a couple I'll, of beers, I'll hit him up, out. too. I'll hit him up, too. Okay, cool. Um, the other meeting I'm looking forward to, Josh Rhoda. Um, I, I'm, I'm meeting him on Tuesday, so that's pretty cool. Um, got a conversation tomorrow with El Jefe. That's, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and Thursday, the Regina Biddings Moreau meeting, really cool. And then we've got a, I've got a lot of other ones that are on the docket. I know um, I'm supposed to meet back up with Joey Laxalinas and uh, Donna Catalanato. Uh, Joey Laxalinas is the photographer that we've had conversations with, and Donna Catalanato, um, she's pretty much does a million things. She's on the Highland Highland Redevelopment uh, team. She's uh, she does some type of um, administrative work for South Shore Arts. Um, and one of the things that we're trying to kind of look into is doing some animation. So hopefully that's something that she's going to want to be a part of. So um, those kind of things. I, w- I did want to bring up, um, so I've been watching a couple, a little bit of movies now that we've had some downtime, which is nice. So I've been catching up on some pop culture. One thing that was really interesting was the uh, Jim Carrey uh, documentary on Netflix. I already asked Josh before we started. He hasn't seen it. But um, so he, the idea of it is that he played Andy Kaufman in a movie called Man on the Moon. Andy Kaufman is a old comedian from like mm-hmm. the seventies, um, and he he just had like this very um, crazy kind of I, I guess unlike any comedian we've ever seen. His like part of his kind of shtick was to make everybody angry. Hmm. So it was one of these things that he was just kind of like a he, he was just an instigator, right? Um, so, and he was just odd. He played like a lot of like foreign characters and he just had like this, this weirdness about him. Okay. Um, he ended up dying of cancer, but long story short, uh, Jim Carrey played him in that movie, Man on the Moon. For those who haven't seen it, Man on the Moon, um, came out in about 2000, 99, somewhere in that area. So what Jim Carrey did was he hired, uh, Andy Kaufman's real life girlfriend who was played by Courtney Love in the film to document everything that was going on behind the scenes. Hmm. So I won't spoil it. Yeah. I think it's definitely worth checking out. Sure. Um, you see, you see a lot of so he so uh, Jim Carrey decided to um, stay in character the entire time and just made everybody angry on the set. Um, so that was interesting to see. And I think the one thing that I I didn't realize until after I saw it is that um, so it's modern Jim Carrey. And I don't know if you've been following the modern Jim he's, Carrey uh, story. He's, he's gone a little uh, crazy. Well, that's that's what the that's what the that's what the uh, story is saying, right? So yeah. he's going through. I think what's happening is that he don't know who he doesn't know who he is. Yeah, he's so he's on this search. He's right? he's, he's hit some sort of crisis for sure. Yeah, and I think it happens to most people. Honestly, after something tragic happens, I think it's kind of time for most people to kind of reevaluate themselves and have these sure. moments of introspection. Sure. Um, 
he's in the middle of it right now. So he's thinking everything's highly philosophical and uh, he's the one narrating all the old footage and how it kind of works with the old movie, right? So there's a lot of interesting insight in there. And the one thing I never realized, I never realized how much um, all his movies deal with a double identity. Hmm. It's almost every movie he's in. I, hmm. It's crazy to think about. So like you go back to uh, The Mask, Yeah. right? Normal yeah. guy got the mask on. Me, myself, and Irene. Oh, that's... Total schizophrenia, right? He's got two different personalities. Bruce Almighty, the guy without the power, the guy with the power. Mm-hmm. Liar, liar, the guy who can't tell the truth and the guy who can only tell the truth, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And it, the, the Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, two different people in that one. It's like the list just keeps going and going and going. So it's interesting to see from that perspective that he doesn't, it's kind of a shtick for him, but at the same time, it's making him kind of question who he is. Yeah. So it's, it, was, it, was, uh, it was an interesting perspective on the whole thing. I never saw that before. Yeah. So um, hopefully he figures it out. I'd hate to see something <laughs> crazy about that guy in the in the newspaper again. Yeah, something suck. you know he doesn't know who we are, but um, that's cool. And then I saw I saw Mighty Ducks for the first time last night in a long time, and that movie is so weird. It's like the craziest thing. It's like it's always bordering on just total BS, but always seems to make sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I'll give that one to you. Okay, so like for example, right? Well, did you watch? You only watched one. I only watched the first one. I've seen all three. Yeah. Well, if there's more than three, I apologize. I've not seen more than that. Okay. But I've seen it all the way from Mighty Ducks win the Little League to Mighty Ducks are now on the USA games for which some is, reason. Which that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that's, that's that's the one that I'm like I yeah. can't I can't give you that one. Yeah. All right, these guys just won some like little league competition. Now yeah. we're gonna put them up against Russia. Apparently or they were in the best little league in the history right. of hockey. Right? right. Yeah. It makes no sense. I think they were playing Iceland in, in the Mighty Ducks 2. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then they played Mighty Ducks 2. And then for some reason in Mighty Ducks 3, instead of playing nationally, they come back and be a high school team. And, of course, the seniors on the varsity can't believe it. It's like, how can you even go there? You just got the U.S. national team in as freshmen, and you're arguing that, like, you're better than them? Right. Yeah, right. 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 So um, it's amazing what Adam Banks, the acquisition of Adam Banks, did for that <laughs> entire program, right? Like, we just beat Iceland last year, and- <laughs> You're going to be upset? You're going to be upset that we're here now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you guys are definitely better than us. <laughs> yeah. Who'd you beat last year? Not and, Iceland. And what happened? They, <laughs> Of course, the Mighty Ducks are better than the varsity team. Yeah. It's just exactly what happens. Who would have guessed that? So rewinding back, like if it was in modern times, like, so I don't know if you remember. Are you familiar with the story? Has it been a while? It's I haven't seen it in years, yeah. Okay, so. But I, I mean, vaguely, vaguely. So, um. First of all, the way they get Adam Banks is totally ridiculous, right? It's like midseason. The team's on just a sputter. They can't even pass the puck to each other. And then, like, all of a sudden, Hans, like the like the, the, the amazing uh, like narrator, he comes in, and he's just, you know, oh, he, he found out that they redesigned all the districts, and so now Adam Banks should be a duck, right? So now it turns into Gordon Bombay saying, you know what? I know I have a successful legal career of being undefeated and I'm making an insane amount of money. But you know what? This little league team means more to that, more to me than that money does. Right. It's like, okay, that makes no sense at all. No one in their right mind would ever do that. This guy was literally like 35 days away from not giving a shit about (laughs) not giving a crap. (laughs) This this podcast went five minutes too long, man. (laughs) 
God, I'm trying. I'm oh, really man. trying. And then, uh, and then, so like he was 35 days away from just not giving a crap about the team <laughs> at all. And now he's now he's leaving his position that he just built a career on. And and so like, and then it goes up to like the um, so it gets down to the final shot. First of all, in the championship game, they're playing the Hawks for the districts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if, if the head coach puts on a hit on Adam Banks and gets him knocked out of the game, if that would have happened in a 12 year old hockey game, I'm guessing the the guy's like. That would be like national headlines, right? Oh my God, yeah. Like if yeah, you're yeah, telling twelve yeah. year old kids to destroy their best player and put well, them out of the game, especially now. Oh my God, people get their feelings hurt so Insane. easily. So then it's like, and I, I've never seen like from just a team camaraderie. So it comes down to I think it's four four, right? Mm-hmm. There's a penalty. Mm-hmm. So now they've got anybody on the bench can take the final shot, right? The 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 um, what do they call that? The penalty shot. No, it's not a penalty shot. It's like when it's the it's the, jeez, it's showing. I haven't thought about hockey in forever. It's um when it's a uh, goalie versus player, right? It's a penalty shot. It's a penalty shot, but they call it something else. You go into overtime. Oh, uh, uh, sudden yeah, death. But no, I don't it's know. Uh, not a shoot. Not a shoot off. A uh, shootout. I don't know. Either oh, way, so it either. doesn't matter. So they, so we'll say penalty shot for yeah, whatever, all intents and purposes. Um, so it, like it's, it's one on one. You got the goalie and one other guy. One guy skating at the goalie. Gordon Bombay sits there. He's looking over the roster. He picks Charlie Conway to take the final to take the final penalty shot, right? Because of, essentially they practiced the triple deke once, right? <laughs> so that was this entire reason. But then, like you look at the human side of it, the only reason why he was letting Charlie take that shot is because he was he was hooking up with his wife or his, <laughs> his mom. He was hooking up with his mom, right? So like even the whole team, there's like a moment where like where like Gordon Bombay is like, I think Charlie should take it. And the whole team's like, come on, Coach Charlie. <laughs> and then Gordon's like, oh no, guys, it's okay. Like you know, he she's practiced the triple deke once. He's got it. He's got he's it. He's got it. It's in the bag. You know. So then of course you know it's just like slow motion city. Charlie's doing the laps. He goes out there triple deeks the goalie. Rest is history, as they would say. <laughs> um. Just a weird, weird premise, uh, and like I think the one thing that doesn't hold up very well is there's a lot of kid humor. Yeah, a lot of kid humor. Yep, yep. And another thing that Gordon Bombay would definitely have been fired over in modern times. I don't think you can just tie a goalie to a goalpost and have guys <laughs> shoot at him. I think you're getting fired at this point. I think it's over. Your coaching career is over. I would love to see over. that now, though. I would love to see it. <laughs> yeah. That's so, fantastic. That was my review of the Mighty Ducks. Killing it. Yeah. Wow, we're at about 38 minutes. 38. Okay. Yep. Well, um, it was a long one. Uh, so thank you for listening. Uh, Josh, thanks again for uh, being here and making hey, you know, sure that the audio sounds amazing. Anytime, Alan. Um, and uh, so, again, um, if you're a follower of us, please, I'm going to add a little something to it this week. Um, follow us on SoundCloud. Um, that would be awesome. We have 25 followers right now on that, and we haven't really been pushing it. Um, but it'd be a huge uh, perk for for people who listen to this to um, go ahead and uh, follow us on SoundCloud. Follow us on Twitter at local um, two one nine. I believe that's local underscore two one nine. Instagram local two one nine. Facebook local two one nine. And uh, hopefully we'll have some stuff together for you. I know Jeff Wisniewski from Quiver Productions. He just sent us a uh, uh, final cut of one of our promos, which we're really excited about. It's with MC Seizure, who did the if you remember he did the spray painting for us at local two one nine in the Crown Point um, courthouse. Um, so that's going to be on its way soon and just a lot of cool stuff. So again, can't thank you enough for listening 
And uh, if you need to hit me up, uh, my email is alan at local219.tv, or you can just send us a message on any of those social media accounts, and I will answer it. So I hope everybody enjoyed your Thanksgiving, and we'll see you on Wednesday.